Hi, I'm Greg Gavazia. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. There you go. And we're on. Recording before 7 a.m. on a Monday. Look at us go. Yeah. When we're supposed to have the podcast out. But it's a holiday Monday, so technically, I think we're okay. I think so, yeah. I definitely think we're all right on that one. <laughs> After all the... Uh, well, not I guess last week is not even really a technical difficulty. I, I, I mean, you could say it is. I, I mean, I technically forgot my laptop. So, technically, that's a problem. Yeah, it's definitely a problem. <laughs> All the uh, laptop problems we have, that's probably the biggest one if you don't actually have it with you. Yeah, well, I mean, at least it can't give you too many problems when you don't have it with you. I guess, I, yeah, you make a good point there. You make a good point there. I forgot all my bedding last week, so if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, that's a... <clears throat> it, it makes me feel slightly better. I don't know if it makes anybody who listens feel better because they, we didn't get the podcast last week, but that's a, that's a good story. I mean, forgetting your bedding, I've... I've had it happen once before as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time. Not a good nope. time at all when you turn around and look at your bed and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was well, able to stop at Walmart pretty easily, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and that worked out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, as well as it could. I mean, I bought bought sheets that fit but the blanket i bought was like for a cat i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) isn't it uh wouldn't it have had dimensions on it maybe it definitely did have dimensions on it and uh, i definitely only looked at the one dimension you know for a heavy old guy that's kind of uh you know isn't that kind of a big deal to, to know your dims like uh proper operation of a tape measure is key yes yeah yeah i mean yeah okay i think that one's kind of on you i mean if you're uh if your feet or your tits are cold or something that's really on you at that point i mean for not having the proper covering and uh not not reading yeah the, uh... it, that's right it was really good from my knees to my chest we kept that part warm <laughs> well i guess Keep some stuff under covers. That's probably a good thing. Especially. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe how friggin' hot it's been the last couple of weeks, though. Oh, it's insane! Absolutely insane. The other uh, the other day when I was in Regina, apparently with the humidity, it was forty. I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't know that uh, you counted that like wind, like you know, in the wintertime, it's like with the wind chill, it's forty below, but really it's only thirty. I didn't know with the humidity added degrees as well. I didn't know that either, but feeling like I was down in that same area, and it definitely makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it felt pretty. Uh, it was pretty oppressive there for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, if you could see me, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, even like winter time affects your fuel mileage in a truck, but summertime when it's crazy hot can affected also like i had to run my engine fan pretty much all day a bunch of times last week i definitely noticed, oh, yeah. noticed the difference at the difference at the pump 
Yeah, that and I mean, even even running when you got to run your AC full tilt all the time. I mean that that does drag on it as well. Yeah, and then uh, you know everything's hot. The t- tires are hot, soft, and asphalt soft. And, yeah, all makes a difference. You're, you're just hoping for rain to cool everything <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some places been getting some big thunderstorms. I I, uh, I watched one pretty awesome one from Penhold the other day, and uh, the weekend we were off. Uh, I rode up to Whitecourt and I rode through a hell of a storm too, and same thing. Been nice all day, and then just absolute uh, boomer came down when I was when I was riding. Of course, it couldn't have couldn't have happened after or before. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's gotta gotta wait to get you all wet, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the last then, time that you want, the last point you want to see a a big storm. Totally, totally. So, did your uh, I guess now I can ask you what your last two weeks uh, looked like if you were if you can remember back that far. Yeah, that's a long way to remember. Um, I moved a lot of grain. I know mm. I can confirm that. <laughs> you're you're in and around Saskatchewan and moved a lot of grain. Yes, that's south central area of Saskatchewan for sure. And um, uh, I managed to get some new pipes on my truck, so that's cool. Changing it up a bit, slowly making a mine. Yeah, I, I heard. Like from my house here, I heard. You got I believe pipes, it. So. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, there was a muffler on the list that never got bought, so it's funny I'm... how that that is just the one part that didn't get bought, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just strange. I'm I'm imagining though at some point, at some point you may, well, it'll take you a while because you're younger than me, but at some point you might want you might you might put it on. Oh, I think I'll put one on come winter time. Um, for sleeping in it with the truck running because it you can definitely hear it in the bunk. Oh yeah, is there a bit of a drone? A little bit, yeah. Those miters aren't very high above my cab, so it's you can definitely oh, hear yeah. it in the bunk. Oh okay, yeah. But other than that, that I'm happy sense. with them. Oh it, it it looks sharp. I saw the pictures and and uh I've heard the audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to post something on Instagram. I've been slacking on Instagram recently. There's just a lot going on. Like even with this podcast, it's it's amazing how hard it is sometimes to find an hour on the weekend. Oh, it it really is. I mean, with it, yeah, with the truck stuff, the guys got going on, and then conflicting schedules and missing laptops and <laughs> everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and I was in no shape to record yesterday, so that was on me. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, some sort of uh, uh, sickness or. Um, no, just having too much fun. I think uh, we'll I go you. with that. I uh, Saturday we went out with a buddy of mine quadding, and it was evening. Just oh, we'll go, we'll go for a nice little hour ride. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Uh, an hour ride turned into getting back to the house at well, it was well after dark and had to leave buddy's quad there. 
all buried in the muskeg. And then went back yesterday, and that was about, I don't know, I think it took us about six or seven hours and two quads and snatch blocks and shovels, and it was a good time. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that, uh, like the old song. It, it, quadding is always to me is like that song that the chef got stuck and the Ford got stuck. And then, it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and eventually, one. yeah, yeah. Eventually, there's one truck that just, or, or you know, you get, or you get all the quads stuck and you end up walking somewhere because all the winches are broke. And, you know, then you go get something bigger and hopefully you could pull everything out. But yeah, I've been there where we've left machines behind before as well. Well, I guess to the point where, if, you know, like if, if it's that stuck and they want it, they can have it. <laughs> if somebody wants yeah. to steal it and they get it unstuck, they can keep it. <laughs> yeah, more power to them. I had. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. I did. We did the. Uh, my dad bought a Ranger, took it out with the family, and. Uh, and. Anyways, came came to this mud hole and uh, the kids were younger and and uh, my daughter, I asked her to check the depth of the hole. I was like, could you put the stick in there and see how deep it is? And so she stuck the stick into the mud hole and pulled it back out and it looked like it was only about a foot and a half deep. So I said, well, no big deal, right? Stock ranger. Dropped, the, dropped it in and uh, she hadn't actually pushed it down. She just kind of dropped it in there. <laughs> so... The front end of that ranger just dropped right out of sight. Never actually found the bottom. Oh, we did. Yeah. With the ranger, but we hadn't found it with the stick. Which yeah, not the stick, stick, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was kind burned, of the whole point of the stick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we burned out the uh, burned out the winch on the ranger, um, broke CV, um, burned out the winch on another quad, and, yeah, eventually um like two three quads um some without winches now and then uh, a few snatch blocks that we were able to finally pull it out but i mean it was it was that was like an hour and a half into what should have been an all-day ride and then it was all day to get get the ranger yeah those rangers once they're stuck they don't come out like uh, a razor or something like that the smaller side by sides once those are stuck they're stuck Oh yeah, yeah, and and we figured out pretty quick that we should you should have like a you know ten thousand pound winch or at least an eight thousand pound winch in the front of one of them, like a little a quad winch is not enough. No, and even on my machine, like I've got a quad, um, one of those XMR one thousand Can Ams, and uh, if you're at a point where you actually need your winch, you're pretty much have to double line. Oh. It's a 1,000-pound quad and 4,500-pound winch, but then you add, you know, four feet of muskeg to it. Oh, yeah, the drag and the weight and, oh, yeah, it's pretty unreal how much uh, how much that takes. I was um, I was actually thinking of that the other day. I, uh, I had a truck I was trying to load. Anyways, long story short, I... Um, slipped off the side of the planks and my my uh anyways this truck i was trying to load out a moose bumper on it and caught on my deck of my on my ramps so i went to move mm. forward went to move backward um ended up because it was caught even though i was 
like I was able to get it up and off the uh, deck. When I moved backwards, it, it broke to the welds on this quote unquote moose bumper. And I remember everybody always telling me uh, when, when I was in the oil patch or whatever, like you couldn't have a moose bumper on there because a cat would pull it off. And I mean, I never had that with the, I, I used her just about exclusively. And I never, ever had that. Like, I mean, I hooked tons of cats onto that truck, never pulled them off. And, uh, but this one here, I mean, with how little, I mean, you could have probably hooked a quad to the front of this truck and it would have pulled the, would have pulled the, uh, moose bumper off. So yeah, there's definitely uh, something to be said for the quality of, uh, of your, uh, attachment points. We'll say. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. The quality of moose bumpers these days, like they call them moose bumpers, but they really, they aren't anymore. And maybe it's just what they're going on or, or what, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot more of them get ripped off in the last year or two than I've ever seen before. Yeah, like in, in the, I know talking to tow guys, like lots of tow guys won't even hook onto them either because because of that, right? And yeah, some are just uh, really low quality. I guess if, you're, if you are going to put one on a truck and you, even if you don't think you're going in the mud, I mean, if you ever have to get towed or use it as a recovery point, uh, you really want to check the quality of the welding and, and, just how how rigid that thing actually is when you're paying four five six seven thousand dollars for something it better be uh it better be good well and that's just it the quality has changed but the price tag sure hasn't yeah well it's changed it's just gone uh gone the other way yeah like everything else right oh totally totally yeah now i'm kind of jealous of your coffee so what else did you yeah sorry i don't mean to be gulping that right in your ear but uh <laughs> it's early oh yeah and i gotta Absolutely. make sure gotta make sure i drink one cup because the other cup met the kitchen counter so no oh, shit <laughs> when you first said that i thought maybe you'd had a technical difficulty and it had met the uh side of the house or something like that no, no flying lessons yet. Oh, there you go. Um, so what else have you been up to in your last two weeks? Oh, I've been more local anyways, I guess if you can call it local. Um, yeah, back and forth out to... No, I'm trying to remember the previous week as well. Uh, I think I was in... Is that when I came back from McMurray? I guess it would have been. Yeah, so I was in, uh, I went to BC and then came back and then went up to Fort McMurray. Like, like say, it's all kind of blurring together here. Then ended up going back out to uh, Winnipeg um, via Moose Jaw, which is where we were going to broadcast from, I should say that, until I forgot my laptop. Um, yeah, so then ran up to Moose Jaw. Dropped uh, there, dropped uh, just uh, south of Verdon as well, and then Winnipeg back, um, and then back up to Edmonton, and then made another rounder back out to Saskatchewan, and now I'm heading back up to McMurray. Um, yeah, and I got a new wagon. Oh, uh, new sure. wagon. What did you get this time? I now have a ultra low step with ramps, not 
my ramps aren't attached, of course, but uh, yeah, ultra low combo. Uh, nice trailer, actually, really like it so far. And uh, from hauling, I'm How hauling much trailers is it on than your steel one. Uh, see, you'd think that'd be the first thing I would do would be to weigh it, but the first thing I did was go load it and uh, put it to work. So I haven't had it empty yet. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, so once I get it empty, I'll, I'll have to throw it across the scale. It's got to be, I don't know, it's got to be a few thousand pounds later, I would say, just by the by the look of it and the feel of it even. So um, probably not as good if I have to go haul that, uh, haul that big, um, ah, shit, I can't remember what it was called now. Anyways, I don't think I want to put uh, 65,000 pounds in, in uh, 10 feet on a combo, but I don't know. I guess if I No, I think you would, you would make the news with that one. <laughs> so you don't think I should give it a try? I wouldn't advise it. Okay, well, maybe I won't. But anyways, this I mean, if much... you do, make sure you videotape it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It didn't happen if it's not on video, right? So... That's right. Yeah, so I had uh, I've had some issues with the load that I was hauling with tires moving around. I'm not going to get into it. Um, anybody who I know closely can ask me for details, but oh, uh, got to be one of the worst things I, I, I've ever had to try keep tied down. So um, got it all kind of solved now, but man, oh man. There's nothing worse than feeling like something is always coming loose on the deck, right? See, and that's the, what I don't understand. It's like you're hauling those utility trailers, car trailers, whatever they are. Um, and they know that coming from the manufacturer, they're going to ship five or six of them at a time. Why mm -hmm. not just put the tires in a crate? Yeah. I mean, I... Instead of shipping, wrapping them, and then just giving them to the trucker here's like 14 tires have fun <laughs> uh yeah i think the manufacturer is um on this side of it is kind of uh new to shipping uh, shipping trailers in this way we'll say that so um i'm gonna make some recommendations it's about all i can say on that and one of them would be yeah create yep that sounds like a good idea yeah, like create create all the tires up or, you know, just that's probably the best way to ship them. Or at least if nothing else, band them to the pallet. At least if they are banded and then I tied them down, be much better than shrink wrap. Yeah. I've never been a fan of shrink wrap, like shrink wrapping stuff on pallets and then putting it on a deck. Uh, never felt comfortable doing that. No, and, and especially... Uh, uh, I've never liked hauling soft things on a deck. Like even, I I don't even really like, I, I don't like hauling bags even. You know, if you don't have those bag corners on there, always feels like something's going to just shit out on you or something, eh? Yeah, or styrofoam or, yeah, like you said, oh. anything that you can't get as tight as you can get it and run mm -hmm. down the road, I, yeah, don't enjoy. I'll do it, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah no i feel the same way it's um yeah you can't get a good you can't get a good bite on it and just really reef on it i almost 
don't want to haul it. I agree. Yep. I, I would agree. Yep. Yeah, no, I, um, and that, that's like say, been kind of one of the banes of my existence this week. And that, and actually, I, I was, oh, I just had a beep in my ears. Apologies for that. Apparently, you should shut notifications off on your laptop when you're doing this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the other the other thing that was bothering me this week was the this how steep the ramps were on my on my uh, on my other step. Because I mean, I was having all kinds of issues trying to get things up, and then you got to plank and block, and yeah, just uh, not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. I, I tracked equipment is so much nicer because they'll that'll run up any beaver tail. You don't need blocks and ramps and shit. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, this isn't exactly a proper story, but all right. Um, I was hauling old cement mixers to the scrapyard years mm. ago with a sixteen wheeler, and they were tandem steer, tandem drive, old Kenworths and Max and stuff. And I was having to winch them up over the beaver tail because they're dead, super dead. <laughs> and it's in a sand, sand yard. And uh, doing the same thing like you were doing was winching it up. And the back tires came up onto the front tires were up on the deck, just coming down over the bolsters on the trailer. And my eight by eights that were under the drive tires kicked out. And that... Oh. <clears throat> right down onto its fuel tanks on the grouser bars <laughs> of the beaver tail. And, you know, what do you do in that situation, right? It's like, well, I'll, I mean, the tire was about to, to touch the trailer and start coming up, so, okay, I'll just give it a little touch with the winch, right? See what happens. Moved it, like, three, four inches, and uh, me not thinking didn't check to see if there was fuel in this thing that had been parked for like 20 years. And it had two <laughs> full fuel tanks that effectively can openered on my grouser bars. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, ripping a moose bumper off isn't the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> so, so you, you had an environmental cleanup, right? major and uh i actually didn't end up spilling too too much um i had this putty stuff that the boss had got me because he knew i was hauling wrecked stuff so i slapped that on there and i didn't didn't lose that much onto the ground i was covered in it but there wasn't much on the ground oh you know that brings up something else getting covered in diesel fuel has got to be one of the worst things uh, when it happens, I mean, it, it just about inevitably happens in this at some point in this business, right? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And I speak from experience that uh, don't just keep working mm. if it's on your skin because uh, your pores are a two way street, apparently. Oh, yeah. And it will make if you're sweating and start absorbing that stuff, it makes you some sick. Whew. No shit. Yeah, I kind of had my own. I, I've had my own fuel thing before. I was out um, 
uh, anyways, they're logging and I, I had to go fill up the, uh, fill up the tidy tank and then run some, uh, run some fuel up to one of the machines. And so I went to the fuel truck and, uh, we had this old Ford fuel truck. This is way years ago. So statute of limitations, I guess. I can't remember entirely where. Um, so, you know, big, like, I think three inch hose, at least two inch hose on the fuel truck, big nozzle, everything. So part of the fuel truck up, put the nozzle in the top of the, uh, uh, tidy tank and fire up the PTO, kick her on wide open. So it's pumping, you know, at a rate that most, uh, fuel stations wouldn't come close to. And then I could hear a noise from the, uh, from the moving truck. Some product. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I can hear this noise from the truck that the fuel truck that is, I turned around to go back and kind of look. And then I heard something and turned to look at my pickup. Well, there was a geyser coming out of the top of the <laughs> tidy tank. And yeah, so smart guy, right? Um, let's go click off the nozzle. Cause that's where you should go rather than just, you, you know, I'm standing beside the PTO where I could just kick it out of gear and stop the whole thing. But I am Ukrainian. And so I ran to ran into the fire, so to speak, um, covered myself, just covered in diesel. And I'm like, I'm a hundred kilometers from anywhere. It's winter time. Um, so I got to drive out in my diesel soaked clothes in of course, I had the windows down on the passenger side of the uh, of the pickup as well. So, oh, to say I understand uh, puts it mildly. <laughs> yeah, there's no way around it. It's it's bound to happen. I'd uh, I would take being covered in diesel versus swallowing diesel. Have experienced both. Mm. I would rather be covered in it well you, you know that when you're uh, siphoning you're not supposed to swallow right yeah you know when you're siphoning you're not supposed to use a four inch hose oh well, three inch hose <laughs> i'm not even gonna touch that one yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah shut up um uh, it was all i had we were going uh 88 wheel bunk and dolly set up i was running empty but i was still with the stubs in and that three lane right north of uh crossfield there oh yeah on the two i was southbound and we're racing daylight i've got 20 minutes to make it 15 minutes down the road type deal and uh start climbing the hill one tank is at a quarter and one tank is at an eighth i figure that's fine right mm-hmm mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, my wife's with me. She's got a tidy tank in her pickup. We're all good. Start climbing the hill out of that little coulee. Truck starts sputtering and popping and sputtering and popping. And then we're coming to a stop. Gate, no big deal. And it's winter time. Like oh. It's winter time. Minus 30, minus 35 type winter. And, uh, okay, that's fine. Call Jess up to onto the side of the road with her pilot truck and fire her slip tank up. She hits her switch in the cab for the slip slip tank. I hit the one on the outside and nothing happens. 
to start taking the little control box part on the pump and checking wires and nothing's going on running out of daylight and uh all i have we've got to the point where we got two options and one of them is cut her filler hose off like from her slip tank and use that as a siphon hose but it's one of the big ones and it's really long so cut it off cut it in half start siphoning get the truck started again but yeah at some point when i was siphoning out of her slip tank i did not notice or listen close enough that there was pressure coming up the tube and yeah yeah got a good got a good mouthful of it and i can tell you it was a good enough mouthful that it was like three days before i was not tasting diesel yeah yeah that's oh, a... was, like you burp and taste diesel oh that's Fuck terrible yeah for uh for people who have generally say genuinely say uh they have diesel in their veins i mean uh you might actually have a little bit of diesel in your veins from that kind of an experience i i might and i i don't think i would recommend it honestly <laughs> like if, if you can avoid that i definitely would oh yeah yeah for sure yeah i know i know even on the like i say being soaked in it was bad enough i've siphoned it before but i've uh, been lucky enough that it was just the uh just the taste of it you know, I, I've, I know what it, I know what you mean, but I didn't get a big, huge mouthful of it. So, well, yeah. and I'm not a pro siphoner either. Like this is a, that's probably the second or third time I've ever had to do in my life. Mm-hmm. I'll be the, it'll be the last also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I always use the thumb method, but I mean, that doesn't work well if you've got a big, big hose. So yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, it was a, a slip tank hose on those uh the big arctic pumps mm. yeah no that, that yeah you wouldn't be able to cover that with your thumb so no and it was the blue stuff like the winter stuff oh, which is yeah. great when it's attached to a hose or like a nozzle yeah but just trying to siphon with that stuff yeah no no you really uh i won't get into it i won't get into it So I seen something the other day mm-hmm. that you and I already talked about. Oh yes, but uh, it fuck just blows my mind. So I'm gonna bring it up. I was uh, sitting in Moose Jaw. It was a reasonable hour, I mean, eleven thirty or midnight or something like that. I'm sitting there uh, doing paperwork, and I look out my wind my windshield, and I'm facing the Trans Canada. And I see a truck pulled over eastbound and another truck just crawling eastbound. I'm like, okay, that that looks kind of weird, but it's probably nothing. And then uh, a car goes by westbound and I realize that the truck that is going slow is actually eastbound in the westbound lanes. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a Volvo pulling a 53-foot dry van. So I kind of observe for another couple seconds, and the cars keep going by, and I thought it was pressing enough that I called the cops. And I even said to the 911 operator, I said, I'm I'm pretty sure there's about to be a, a really serious accident here. 
Mm-hmm. And just as I said that, he decided it was time to back up mm. back where he came from. So he turns turns off all the lights that he can and starts backing up. <laughs> Probably oh, a good mile, mile and a half. And uh, <laughs> and like I'm not out calling the cops trying to get this guy a ticket or anything. I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. So I watched this happen and I watched this happen and about 10 minutes later, he's backed up and nothing, thankfully nothing bad happened. And, uh, I see a cop, I see the cop's lights come on and he pulls up behind the guy that was stopped, broke down, whatever eastbound on the eastbound side of the road. And, uh, I kind of flashed my flashlight at the cop a couple times so he can see me and they got my phone number from the, from the police call right that cop talked to the guy that was broke down on the side of the road shut his lights off and went continued eastbound to what i thought he was gonna go to the overpass and then jump on the service road and come back and talk to me right because mm-hmm. i'm standing 40 feet away from this truck that went the wrong way which is now nosed into a parking spot with all its lights off and one of the two drivers is walking, I don't know, two, three blocks to the open truck stop down the road, mm. which to me, like if you if he was tired and just screwed up, made a mistake, that is I'm not faulting a guy for that. We're all human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just there's there was something about the situation that was just hanky, right? Yeah. And uh you know, that cop never called me, never came down that service road, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think that is just goddamn embarrassing. Yeah, and when we talked about it, you talked about the like the, the response time and, and kind of that as well. I mean, on something like that, I mean, it... it it should, you should be directly routed to someone who's close to there. I mean, I mean that is it's dangerous when you have vehicles uh, eastbound in the westbound lane or westbound and eastbound lane. I mean, it's, it's it's fucking dangerous. There's no two ways about it. And yeah, there should should have been some investigation to it. And uh, and for sure, you should have got a call back. I mean, when you did a, do all that at nine one one, and you call in a drunk driver or something, ninety five percent of the time you get a call back. Exactly, and that's what I was expecting, right? Yeah. But I just couldn't couldn't believe it. Just completely shocked, you know, that... And then once the shock wore off, I got to the state that I am now where I'm just kind of pissed about it, mm-hmm. right? Is we, we are so over-regulated and under, under the watchful eye of these guys and then over nothing, right? Yeah. You get pulled over for a random paperwork check when you're not doing anything wrong. And then there is somebody that's creating a very unsafe situation and they don't even follow it up. Like what kind of joke is I've got this on video. I've got, you know, like I got everything for this if needed. And I'm not saying that that's the way I wanted it to go. But Mm -hmm. if it came to a point where you're laying charges, yeah, because buddy, 
was drunk or didn't have a license or something, right? If he just made an honest mistake, then he just made an honest mistake. Yeah. And he should at least be talked to by the authorities. So it kind of holds a spot in his brain, right? Yeah. But to just shrug it off like they did. And I watched them. I watched this cop do it, like drive eastbound and then turn south or exit south on the overpass. And I figured, yep, he's just going to loop around, come back up onto the service road. And I stood there for 10 minutes and I was kind of like, huh, well, I guess this guy ain't coming. Yeah. So I went and got, I've got pictures of the trailer license plate and, and all that stuff. And ironically on the back of the trailer, you'll love this. There is a huge deck. It's the only, only thing on the trailer, but covering both back doors is an advertisement for a traffic lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Funny. Too funny. Yeah. So that's just, I don't know. One of the things that I've seen that makes a guy go, hmm. Yeah. And we might have touched on it before, but I'm going to say it again, too. The one thing I saw this week being that I had those tires and I was constantly pulling over to the side of the road. Um, Jesus, if you're in a truck or a four-wheeler or something and a vehicle is pulled over on the side of the road, and especially if you've got two free lanes, pull over into those lanes and give the guy some room. The only time you ever see people slow down or pull over is when it's a cop and they could get a ticket. But if it's just a regular vehicle or a tow truck or whatever, like I am, my mind's blown how fast people drive by just straight up at highway speed. Um, you know, not even three feet from the guy that's standing on the side of the road trying to fucking fix something. So I was yesterday. Yeah. It's because they've never, they've never stood there. They don't know what that wind feels like when a car goes by. And for anybody that hasn't sat there or, and especially somebody that's driving a big truck and see somebody like that, that wind, when you go past somebody, so you pass somebody that close on the side of the road, that wind from your vehicle knocks them off balance. And now the car behind them hits them Mm -hmm. behind you hits them. Right. It's just a, all around unsafe deal. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. There needs to, and it's in my mind, they need to have the same ignorant. Yeah. They need to have the same uh, regulation for that, that they have for passing RCMP on the side of the road. As far as I'm concerned, like why is, why is, why, why do you protect one and not the other? I mean, one's more easily enforceable. I get that, but I mean, all it would take is for a few people to get a $500 fine for going by like that and it'd be over. But they, that's the thing is they don't even enforce it. Like if a cop's on the side of the road and somebody doesn't slow down and move over, he'll chase them down. Mm -hmm. But if a cop's behind somebody and we're on the side of the road and that person in front of them doesn't move over for us, he's just going to carry on his merry way. Yeah. Well, he's got, I mean, right now though, in, in all fairness, they got nothing to enforce because there's no law against it now for us, like for normal. That's true. But I mean, shit, there's enough stupid things. Like they could find something undue care and attention even. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Anyways, that's my only, my only real bitch for the week. I mean, I, 
the only one that I'm going to say anyways. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. On a brighter note, I think uh, now we'll try this out. Mm-hmm. Is uh, we're going to do a Q&A part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So if people want to message uh, Greg or myself, for myself, it'll only be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what platforms Greg's going to do it on, but for myself, if you message me on Instagram, uh, toss whatever question you have in there, but let's be reasonable here. And uh, we're not going to answer all of them, but we'll try. Mm-hmm. We'll answer a good chunk of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You can hit me up on Insta or on uh, on my face, the Semi Crazy Facebook page or LinkedIn for that matter. And yeah, we'll answer what we can on the next podcast and, you know, give us uh, give us a few more topics to talk. Oh, I can't even say it topics to talk about <laughs> yeah and let us evolve a bit here and then we'll uh yeah i don't want to give away too much but some cool things are happening and mm-hmm. yeah we will uh we will be stepping up our game hopefully a little bit yeah yeah we don't want to get too carried away right well that's right we're not trying to make this into a full-time job right well, not yet anyways. I'm not quite ready to retire from the road. Yeah, that's right. Are you going trucking today? Or are you taking the Monday of the holiday? Uh later today. I've gotta I gotta get up to McMurray for the morning, so I'll be uh Oh gravy. Mm, I know, right? So being that I don't feel like getting up at like four to be up there for, you know, nine in the morning, I'll probably uh I'll probably take off uh, later this evening and just go part way up, crash somewhere, and then then finish the drive tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Where are you, are you going up? Like McKay Country there? Uh, no, not this time. Uh, just to go deliver those trailers, and then I gotta. I already have a load south too, so it's kind of nice this time. Not there won't be any sitting and waiting around for anything. So. Yeah, that's how my week's actually going. Is these last two weeks. Um, sorry, I don't seem to mean to be <laughs> distracted, but I just noticed a bunch of clouds rolling in and my grain trailers are sitting in my driveway with the tarps open. So. Uh, you want to roll or? Uh, no, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good for a bit here anyway. Um, so I got the opportunity to change my load schedule uh, for that load that I was unloading on Mondays. Oh, nice! To load it on, load it on Thursday and unload it Friday, which has been working out beautifully. Oh yeah, because a guy doesn't have to wake up first thing Monday morning or any time on Monday and then deal with like a four-hour unload. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So I uh, kicked that off on Friday at six in the morning, and my reload was up by uh, Ashmont there. Oh yeah. And I was going to go load it on Friday and then come home for the weekend and leave today. But looking at the map, it was going to add some kilometers coming home and stuff like that. So luckily, the farmer said he'd load me today. Oh, perfect. Then you go for a little stroll there and then I'll stroll south. And uh, should be a good 
good week and shouldn't lose too much to the long weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Not bad at all. Yeah, I get packing up the wife and the dog and hit the road as a family for a week. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to do once in a while. We don't do it regularly, but uh, yeah, once in a while, it's nice. Oh, yeah. Once a month, I guess. we I guess you'd call it regular-ish. Oh, yeah, no, that's always nice. Always nice to have company when you're out there. Oh, exactly. And and uh, Jessica and I have traveled together so much and, and spent so much time together that it's very odd now doing a job where we're not working together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, quite a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally, totally crazy. It really shook my world doing this change. I figured, oh, driving the trucks, driving the truck kind of thing, right? But no, no, not at all. Switching from heavy haul to grain was a big switch. Oh, yeah. Little, little different. Little different. Little different. Yeah, little different. <laughs> so, but uh, there's like thunder and stuff out here now. <laughs> so uh, I should probably go close my close my tarps. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries at all. And uh, yeah, I get rolling for the week, so. Sorry for getting you out of bed so damn early. Oh, don't worry. I needed to be up anyways, and yeah, hard to say if that uh, laptop battery's working. Uh, take it with you, and maybe we'll uh, catch up down in Saskatchewan later this week, and we can do a little uh, bonus or a little Q and A down there. Right. So this is the weirdest thing. I'll, I'll tell all our, you know, all our five listeners. Um, my computer, I've barely used. I, granted, I bought it like four years ago, but I've just started using it this yeah this year i heard that <laughs> um you want to run i'm gonna have to let you go she's raining now okay <laughs> talk to you later but okay bye bye now but you've been listening to the semi crazy podcast if you enjoyed it please subscribe you can find me on instagram luke dirt phillips and you can find me on instagram semi crazy inc and on facebook semi crazy truck pictures Thanks for listening.